You're listening to Pulse Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio, in the building for another special edition of the show on today. And it's really special because the band is back, the crew is back, Ariel's in the building, and we're talking about the NFL and also the NBA. Ariel, how you doing? It feels so good to hear that theme song again. Yeah. Like, we back. The band is back together. The boys are back. You feel me? I, I'm excited. Yeah, it's, listen, I, I was trying, trying to do the basketball stuff on my own. I'm not even gonna lie, like, I tired myself out. And I, I forgot, man, I'm not getting paid for this. Like, I was tiring myself out for it. I was, every game, I, every, I was like, let me do a breakdown. And I'm like, I'm not Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith getting paid for this. Stephen A. getting paid 12 million a year for this. I'm doing this for free right now. So let me, let me calm down and, and enjoy the playoffs. But, but we're gonna talk about the NBA playoffs in a second. Ariel's gonna give her perspective on it, but let's talk about the NFL draft. That's like the lottery out here in the building. You got a bunch of millionaires coming out there in that thing, man. It was real great. Shout out to everyone that got drafted. I know it's an amazing thing. Is this a proliferation of a dream? You know, like you, you dream of getting to the NFL. You dream of playing at the highest level, and now you get that opportunity. And it was funny. Someone said this. They said that the, like the NFL draftees don't look all that excited because they got all the NIL money. Because back in the day, they used to be crying like, oh, my God, I'm a millionaire. Now they're like, man, we got man, we got that money. Man, I'm just ready to go play. <laughs> well, I mean, some of them got that NIL money, but not all of them. But let me tell you, they that was probably one of the cleanest class I have ever. Like, the suits came out to play first round. The suits came out to play. A little, um, not even... The crying, you know, it wasn't there. You know, also, this draft, they didn't do backstories. No backstories were in this draft. All they did was basically comparisons. And I actually like that better. They did drafty comparisons. So who did they look like compared to old or newer players that are in the league? So I think they kind of learned their lesson from 2020 with um, everybody's tragic story. Everybody has to start from the bottom. So we're just not going to do that anymore. We're going to keep it simple. Not a lot of girlfriends allowed. We're not doing that. We're going to show the players, keep the players coming. And just let them get that check. Because let me tell you, they was brought in a couple of years ago. They ESPN kept it real professional and cool, except for the special guest stars and stuff. And Randall, I don't know if you heard, but on September 15th, we got one of our first games. Mm. It's the Chiefs versus, I want to say, the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers, yeah. Yeah, right. so we're going to get a little, uh, get a little playoff, maybe what we hope to see action coming yeah. in the first couple of weeks. I'm a little excited. Yeah, it's, it's NFL season. I, I got to say this one more thing before we get into who was drafted top 10. I saw a tweet, Ariel, and it was okay. so funny. So, you know, they, they everyone always says that, oh, you know, black men get successful, they get a white woman. So <laughs> someone posted a tweet of said, 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 said NFL draft today, and they put it get out with, with, with the main character get out and, 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 the, and, the, and the girlfriend. And it was like, it's NFL draft today. I was like, I was like stop it. I was like, stop it. Don't push that agenda. Do not push that agenda. That don't got nothing to do with Randall. All right. They don't got nothing to do with them brothers out there. All right. It ain't like that. This ain't get out. All right. They ain't in the sunken place. All right. You know what I'm saying? They're where the money resides, man. Nah. 
Listen, where the money reside, where the money reside. That's uh, not, I, I'm not even going to speak on That's none of my business. It's just, it, it is true, man. You get a little money here, come a white girl. But you know, Oh man! Oh man! That that that, that was a li- like pe- people on tw- people on Elon Musk's Twitter are, is ruthless. I'm telling you, man. They they they're real <laughs> ruthless out here in, in, in his Elon Musk streets. All right, but let's talk about the draft and the order of the top ten. I was very satisfied because you know Georgia showed out, man. You know I, I I'm I'm becoming a Georgia fan because I'm getting more into football. Uh, so it was great to see a Georgia player get drafted number one. So try out to Travon Walker, who I heard a lot of amazing things about. He was a very big impact player for Georgia. He was drafted number one over Aiden Hutchinson by the Jack by Jaguars. He was drafted number one over Aiden Hutchinson, who was drafted by the Lions number two. Both of them edge rushers. Of course, Travon Walker's from Georgia. He just won the national championship. Aiden Hutchinson was the name they kept talking about, but they always say he was going to the Lions, and he's an edge runner from Michigan. But you have number three, Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback from LSU, going to the Texans. You have Ahmad Sauce Garner. Uh, and, uh, and they don't even say his first name. They say Sauce Garner going to the man, Jets. Man, you see him play. That's all he got is the sauce, man, just drip. Too much, sauce. Too much sauce. Cornerback from Cincinnati. Then you have Kavon Thibodeau. He's going to the Giants. He's an edge rusher from Oregon. And then number six, you have Akeem Aquanu. He's going to the Panthers. He's an offensive tackle from North Carolina State around there by, by your alma mater, North Carolina A&T, right? Am I right? Yes, you cried. I okay. cried. Okay. I want, I want to make sure. I want to make sure I didn't get it mixed up, right? Because it's, it's somewhere around there. All right. So you have Evan Neal. He's going to the Giants. Offensive tackle from Alabama and the Falcons. We're going to talk about the Falcons too. The Falcons got Drake London, a wide receiver out of USC. And I was actually out, so I didn't see the draft like that. I was sort of watching the playoffs on my phone because I was out with my family. But I came in, it's so crazy. I came in right when they were making that pick and they were breaking down who Brady was, Drake, Drake London, all different stuff. Because you know, I wasn't that, that much into college football outside of HBCUs. And he seems tough. We'll talk about him in a second. But then you have Charles Cross going to the Seahawks, an offensive tackle from Mississippi State. And then the New York Jets got Garrett Wilson, a wide receiver from Ohio State that was very highly regarded. So Ariel is the college football extraordinaire. I'm going to toss it to you. Tell me what you're thinking about, you know, the the, the draft. <laughs> So listen, I, I listen. I love me some college football. If you guys don't know, I'm a huge Florida State fan. So Florida State was in the draft a little bit later. I don't. I didn't expect him to be heavy, but what is surprising is six players last year from Alabama were drafted within the first round. You only had two players compared to the five that Georgia just put in the draft. So I, I would kind of say that's due to the championship, you know, which has happened. You're in that whole defensive line which is amazing for Georgia. And you still got a couple left. You got about five or six more players in the second round that people can grab. So they're not all gone. You still have a great chance. But let's just look at the comparisons real quick from Sporting News and ESPN. So Sporting News has the first top five as Aiden Hutchinson, who I thought was going to go first, Ikem Ikwanu, Evan Neal, Kavan Thibodeau, and Kyle Hamilton, if you guys don't know about Kyle Hamilton, he is a safety out of Notre Dame. This man's comparison, if you want to talk about it, is like Gronk. Huge physique, 
very, very tall and will run you over. Had a couple of picks last season as well. He actually went number 14, which was very, very surprising. And then you have ESPN. Amar Garner was actually first. Sauce Garner. And then you had Garrett Wilson, who was another wide receiver at Ohio State. Kamon Thibodeau. Derek Stingley Jr., pretty good player. Kyle Hamilton, my guy again, and Charles Cross. All those got mixed up. The only surprise that I would say to the top 10, which maybe everybody's probably thinking about, isn't why Jamison Williams was not in the top 10. As y'all know, he was the wide receiver that got injured right two games or a game before the national championship, couldn't play, and that kind of hurt his chances. Everybody that wasn't chosen top 10 that you think should have been chosen top 10, like Kyle Hamilton and Jameson Williams, all had injury issues. You don't want to draft a player, and they learned that when it comes to drafting the QB from the Dolphins and also Jalen Hurts. A lot of Alabama people that come out always get hurt. It's always a liability with them. You always got to look at, well, they're going to be able to play, and they are sick and tired of always waiting for somebody to come off an injury reserve or get injured within preseason the first three games. So I think that's why they kind of stepped back from the Alabama line for just a minute and say, you know what? We're going to go everywhere. We're going to go mostly Georgia. We're going to go heavy on Michigan. We're going to go to Cincinnati. We're even going to pick from Ohio State. You don't see your other top five people in here, Texas A&M, Clemson. They're not really deep, but most of those players are coming out in 2023, which everybody is waiting for because that's a heavy QB draft class. It's also a heavy right receiver draft class and running backs. That's what we're used to. But not this year. We actually had a very tough – when it comes to – Pass rushers, edge rushers, that's all we wanted. That's all we needed. And linebackers. I'm personally happy. I am so happy, Randall, because if the Falcons would have done this, because they were discussing this, to choose a quarterback in the first round. To me, personally, you're not a team that needs it. The Steelers got their quarterback. They chose Kenny Pickett, which I think it's an okay move. I feel like there are better quarterbacks, especially for the HBCU prospects that are out there that – We'll get into that a little bit later. They chose Kenny Pickett, however. According to the Falcons, they were like, okay, cool. Let's really think about it and be logical. I love they use their logical thinking. Let's get a wide receiver because we no longer have Calvin Ridley. He is on suspension, and we don't know if we want to retain his contract right now. We probably want to build up our line. We want to get better. We want us to have chances for being in the playoffs, which we haven't had been in continuous four seasons. So like, we're going to go with Drake London. At first, if you if you watch my story, I don't know. I had to put on my close friends because my language was not appropriate. I was like, who is this man? I don't know him. I never heard of him. I wasn't paying attention to him when I was looking at him for college football. He is actually not as good as Traylon Burks. And like I was telling you yesterday, if we're going to go, if we're in Vegas, why not go for it all? Why not actually get Jameson Williams? Why don't you break that barrier that everybody was saying he was going to be after top 10? They didn't want to do that, but a better pick would have been Traylon Burks. He's a little bit more consistent. He's a little bit steady on his feet too, running those routes. He he pays attention to the ball. He understands where his quarterback is going. It's a better relationship that I think would have been with Marcus Mariota. The good thing about Lennon is he's willing to learn. He's a very teachable player, and I feel like that's actually going to mesh with the Falcons because the Falcons have a lot of star people that don't know how to play together. You kind of see that in the NBA with those all-star teams. So you need people that are actually going to mesh together with a new coach, with a new line, with a new quarterback after all the struggles that you've been through. So I don't think it's a bad choice. I do – I'm going to give it – I was a hater. I – 
I didn't want Walker to be the first person picked. But, you know, for anybody Black and for anybody good and for Georgia, I'm here for it. Ada Hutchinson was a great second pick. The rest of this looks nice, especially with Sarge Garner. And speaking about the Jets, the Jets had won the first round, period. They have the best picks. They're about to have the best line. You got to kind of throw in the Eagles in there because they just got A.J. Brown during that first round. So I'm not mad at it. The first 10 isn't bad. You also have the honorable mentions from Jermaine Johnson. He was the 26th pick to the Jets. So that's another one taken from the Titans. Kyle Hamilton to the Ravens. Ah. And then you got Jason Williams to the Lions from the Vikings. Not bad. He went number 12. We still got some HCU players that are on the board. A cool blast, I think, would have been perfect if they would have just broke that norm. Just broke it and put him in the Steelers. I would have been so happy. I would have been great. I just feel like black coach, black quarterback. What what else? What better can you say? But Kenny Pickett is going to do the job regardless. He has a good arm. He's a little bit inconsistent compared to the other quarterbacks. However, he was graded higher. So I'm going to let them have that. You got James Houston, who was an edge rusher from Jackson State. Very explosive. He was fluid. He's that person that you want in your line when you're trying to get the offense out of there and turn it over or have it back on your team in the last couple seconds. You got Jerry Garner, the linebacker from Mississippi Valley State, and Deshaun Dixon, the edge rusher from Norfolk State. I want to see them hopefully second round. It's an edge. It's a linebacker. It's a defense-type draft. So hopefully James Houston comes in. Hopefully Jerry Garner comes in. Hopefully Deshaun Dixon comes in. But I don't see HBCU players breaking the second round tonight at 7 p.m. I wish, but I don't see them. I grade this draft. I give it an A-. minus. Great players. Just some players went to add teams. But good picks overall, especially for the Falcons. Because let me, I promise you, if they would have pulled a quarterback, I would have just threw my TV and turned it off. <laughs> that would have been the end of my day, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so a couple of things. So with the HBCU players, the Kobe Durant is on the board and how he performed in the Celebration Bowl against Jackson State and really all season. But, you know, the, the light shine the brightest because that's Deion Sanders' team. You know, yeah. you have Shador, who's his son, that's on the offensive side of the ball. He's a quarterback, and you get interceptions. You're disrupting passes. I think that Kobe Durant, especially when you have South Carolina State players that are making it happen, and South Carolina State produces great professionals, I think that the Kobe Durant it, it would be a steal. You know, it, like I, I would love to see him go first round, you know. But I, I know that it's unrealistic to think right now that HBCU players would go in the first round. Like, and we're not going to get, I don't think 20 in 2022, we're going to have a two tall Jones, you know what I'm saying? Tennessee state go number one. I don't think we're there yet. And I think we're, we're just getting started in the coach prime Deion Sanders experience. Then you have Hugh Jackson, you know, you have Eddie George at Tennessee state. So I think we're just now getting started in the level of visibility that's coming and also the level of development but I think it's a lot of great players on on the board when it comes to HBCUs, and I'm excited to see what happens in the second round and third round. But it's going to be a couple that are drafted. I, I see four for sure. I think Kobe, I think James Houston, especially with that Deion Sanders, you know, pedigree coming in. And I definitely think Kobe Durant for sure. Like, come on, bro, it's tough, man. That, that man, it's an offensive draft. Get Kobe Durant for sure. But I got to block this to you because I saw this comment because – I looked up Trayvon Walker's highlights, and I've been watching them. But I saw yeah. a very interesting comment from Joseph Scannell. And he's not like a celebrity name, just a regular YouTube commenter. But I went to source <laughs> him, okay? So he said he's a Lions fan. He's happy that Hutch is with us, but Trayvon Walker's numbers 
don't show his impact. The Georgia defense set the edge and play the run rather than gunning for sacks. Walker is real good at closing gaps in run situations. In general, is really athletic as well. The problem is that he needs to refine his pass rushing. He needs to work on using his hands and his footwork when pass rushing. Lastly, he has tendencies to get stonewalled. What I mean is that he was attacking the edge who have a good initial move that puts him in good position but lacks a counter move. Example, a swim, a rip, or a spin that ultimately puts the offensive line out of position. He's very raw, and if he can start off by fixing the footwork, he has the potential to be very good. So I thought that was interesting. I'm like, yeah, I got to read this to Aria because I think this is a great breakdown. Is this, this dude work for ESPN? He just on, on a burner account. But do you think that Trevon Walker should have been number one over Aiden Hutchinson? Because I think that, that that's the conversation. Because a lot of folks is like, yo, Trevon Walker, but Aiden Hutchinson was like the guy that they were hyping up. And I think it was more of a backstory with Aiden because he had like a little wave. But do you think Trevon should have gone first over Aiden? Like which one do you think would be more of an impact player coming straight out of college? Well, from from college all the way to draft night, and I personally believe this too, and it's, it's not to down Trayvon Walker. It's really not. But Aiden, but Aiden Hutchinson is a more put-together player. He's a more experienced player. Mind you that Trayvon Walker only had three or four it's three or four years of experience didn't play that much with Georgia he didn't play that much his freshman year still an impact player but he wasn't on the field just like Aiden Hutchinson he had five years in the game he knew what he knew what he was going to do he knew what needed to happen he was clean precise faster knew how to come up with those counter moves that's why everybody thought and including me thought he was going to go first pick he is just the more refined player now, the Jaguars, I think, when it came to contemplation, as well as maybe the Falcons were thinking, who can we mold? Who can we fit into our line that we were so – they were terrible. <laughs> we all know, looking at the Jaguars, they were terrible. Coach was terrible. Team, the offense was terrible. Defense couldn't do anything. So, like, we need a player that's going to be impactful both sides of the field. It's going to allow our offense to be on the field more. It's going to allow our defense to push off the other offense more. And they were just like, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson is perfect. The Trayvon Walker, once we build him, and once it's it's the small things when it comes, it comes to the field. Are you in position? Are you ready? Once we get those things together, you got time to do that over the summer, then he's going to be unbeatable. But the Lions, I, the Jaguars, I really feel like sh should have got Aiden Hutchinson, but the Lions didn't do bad either. I mean, it was, it was you didn't have, those two were the first that were going to be gone, and you didn't have a bad pick whether you chose Walker or you chose Hutchison. However, Hutchison was the better player, like we all said and how they even said in the beginning of the night. But I think the Jaguars weren't worried because they're rebuilding their team, and then you still have an early quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is only, this is his second year. Put more people around him, and he's going to look like the console quarterback that we always known. But I don't think it's that. It's bad they didn't get a more refined player, but it's not bad because it's still you're you're still building and still progressing over time. So I do agree with the comment. I don't like that he was chosen first. Do I think it's a bad pick? No. But Aiden Hutchinson should have been over Walker. We all know that. But we're not gonna down him. He got first pick. Like I said, it's a black man in first pick. And he's not a quarterback or a wide receiver, so I love it. And you know what's so interesting about the NFL draft, of course, is being me being an NBA guy, just loving the NBA and really following it, is that the NFL draft philosophy is different from the NBA philosophy. And here's here's why I bring this up. Because when you look at the, I believe this is the 2020 draft, and you had Anthony Edwards from Georgia, ironically. Georgia's is on a roll. <laughs> you know, they he went first, right? And then you have you have James Wiseman that goes to the Warriors number two. And then you had LaMelo that went three. 
And people were up in arms because they felt as if LaMelo should have gone one or two. But my argument is that the Warriors didn't need LaMelo because, you, yeah, Clay's injured, but you got Steph. You got Clay. Are you going to move Clay to the small forward? Where does LaMelo fit in? Because, yeah, I guess you can say he could be the primary ball handler. You put Steph off ball, you put Clay off ball. But James Wiseman was something that they needed and could have been strong within that offense, especially at, at, as a stretch five. You know, do you think that in that same context of, hey, the Warriors didn't need LaMelo. LaMelo fell right where he needed to be. Or even going back to like the 1984-1985 draft with Jordan. Like, yeah, yeah, Akeem Olajuwon that was drafted number one over Michael Jordan. Then you had Sam Bowie number two. Did the Rockets really need Michael Jordan? I think that maybe the, the like the Rockets picked who was best for them. So going to the to the to the NFL where the philosophy is different, in the NBA, you have your Paolo Brancheros, your Chet Hallgrens, your Jabari Smiths, your Jay Nivies. They're meant to be changes on both sides of the ball because in basketball, you play both sides. In football, what sort of confused me is that you have Trevor Lawrence, you draft number one, and you get a defensive player. Why wouldn't you go for someone that can that he can throw the ball to? I mean, and, and like I said, I wasn't looking at the NFL draft, NFL draft like that or the prospects, but why? And, I, and I'm glad my guy, that's my guy. That's my guy. Like, like, like Trayvon Walker, I became a fan of his looking at Georgia games and then seeing all the hype he was getting. I'm like, yo, bro, it's tough. He's going to be, he going to be, he going to be the guy. But why didn't you go for Garrett Wilson? Maybe would they have gone for Jamison Williams if he wasn't injured? Why would you go for a weapon for, for Trevor Lawrence? That's sort of confused me. Well, I personally think it kind of goes, they're re, they're rebuilding their system. This was a new trial era. You see, you have a coach that's coming for college who thinks that he can coach the NFL. You have a new quarterback. He, he didn't have, you think about it, the Jaguars went back-to-back -back losing seasons. And the first season that they had before Trevor Lawrence, it was only one or two games that they won. Now they had Trevor Lawrence, it's still two or three games that they won. They're still rebuilding. You got to get a new coach. Your quarterback has to feel comfortable, and he's a newbie. He's Definitely a rookie among all of them that's still trying to get comfortable with his wide receivers, still trying to get comfortable with his tight ends. He's still trying to make sure that he's the leader. He's still trying to make sure that he's getting everybody together and he's rounding everybody up. You're the pillow. You're the system. If you're not holding together and you're not strong, then everything else is going to be weak. So I'm thinking as a on the Jaguar staff that I don't need anybody else to surround him. I need to make sure that they feel comfortable working with him. And then when my defense gets on the stage, when they get on the field, they're doing what they have to do. Because regardless if Trevor Lawrence scores a touchdown or not, I have to make sure that he has the opportunity to prove himself. So I'm not thinking I'm going to get another wide receiver or a running back. I'm going to work with who I got because A, my money may be low, and B, I didn't see as many problems last year. The problem was the coach. It's not the players, it's the coach. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to still work with that evaluate do I really need to draft and then you you still got the middle of the season to trade anybody you still got trade deadline that comes up in October towards the end of November so if I really need a weapon on my team that I'm gonna go do that but right now I need to build my defense I need to make sure that Trevor doesn't think that we're not that he's not good or that he's not the player that we need Trevor Lawrence is known for his arm decision making and that leadership qualities I have to trust him that's probably why they went for a defensive player I don't see that as a bad thing. The only bad thing that I see is he was chosen over Hutchinson. Mm. That's it. But since you're having a rebuild year and you're rebuilding your team and you still got a rookie quarterback, 
Why not just get somebody that's moldable? It's no point to put Hutchinson on a losing team. That's disrespectful, just like how they did Jameson Williams to the Lions. That's kind of an iffy situation there. I feel like his skill set, besides the injury, is better on a team suited for him. And so Aiden Hutchinson going to where he went, why not? You know, it's not the best of things, but I definitely wouldn't have put him with the Jaguars. I You go where you, your skill set needs to be. So it's not a bad pick. It's a good pick for his pros and cons. You know, I it, it is probably one of those things where it's just like, well, I'm going to choose him over this player. It just depends on the team. Do Was the problem the players? Was the problem is we're not fit for his skill set? Because imagine losing the number one pick that you needed because you're not developing his skills. Mm. That's the number one reason why people leave. You're not growing me. You're not helping me. Like A.J. Brown said, they wasn't paying me enough for what I was worth. So that's why I left. Yeah, no, that's true. You know I mean? That, that that's really it's just the, the the draft process is just so interesting because it's like you you get what your team needs you know like yeah. and that that was what threw me because i'm like if anything you you want to score the ball and if i'm being told that the quarterback is the most important position which theoretically speaking it is i'm i'm not going against it but you know there's other positions that are that are impact but if the quarterback's the most important position i want to draft to support that quarterback of the ilk of hey maybe the, you have a bunch of great defensive players but maybe I'm a draft in my best interest versus who's best available, you know, because mm-hmm. like you said, like uh, what you see primarily in the NBA, because you play both sides of the ball and it's a smaller team and one singular player can shift the, the course of a game, a season or, or a series. You see these players get together and they try to be AAU, but what they don't understand, especially in playoff basketball is that you have to play as a team and ISO ball with real defenses. We'll talk about that in a second with the Nets. ISO ball versus real defenses don't work. So you put all these pieces together and it's like, hey, it looks great, but it didn't work out the way you thought it did. Like, but with, with, with football, it's basically two different teams, really three with special teams. It's three different teams. And it's like, okay, so you drafted Trevor Lawrence, you drafted Trayvon Walker. So this is your guy for defense. But are you drafting number one next year? Is it a number one plan? Like you just planning to go number one for the rest of the next 10 years and then build you an all-star college team? <laughs> like, what, cause look, I, I just like, do, do you, like, do you want to get someone that, Hey, we can get into the wild card at the very least we can get, get like, like be, be frisky and get somewhere near that playoff run. Cause Trevor Lawrence showed us some skill. You know, he didn't have a great season, but he showed us some skill, even though you 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 was going crazy over Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. But Trevor Lawrence showed us some skill. I mean, you know, maybe he just needs some weapons. Maybe. <laughs> Listen, if the Jets don't show me nothing after this year, I, I, that I mean, enough. the hype the hype is still always <laughs> and forever going to be on Mac Jones. But, like, you have no choice but to go off with the pick – with the – two picks that you have as the Jets, you have no three picks that you have as you have no choice but to go off surrounding Zach Wilson. You got the you got the picks that everybody wanted that I wanted. If you if you're not making playoffs, if you're not running to the playoffs, I don't know what to tell you. That was the waste of a draft. Hmm. That makes sense. So last thing before we move the basketball. So who are some players that you believe are still on the board like that could really be impact guys outside of the HBCU guys. We go, of course we talked about the HBCU guys. We're going to talk about that, but who do you think left out there now needs to go in, in, in the second round for these teams to make something happen? Listen, I would love, I would definitely, you know, the Falcons have traded up so much after that Marcus, Marcus Mariota situation and Matt Ryan, they now have a second draft pick. I 
think we might see them in the third round. They got a fourth and fifth, and they got a compensatory six. So, so they, they don't. They have some good choices. It's good that they have. They're seeing in back to back rounds. I would love Nicobe Dean. He's a linebacker from Georgia. You know, anybody Georgia right now, even though they're not my team, would be great for them to see. He is going to play fast. He is always around the ball. It has a lot of quickness and athleticism to him. Malik Willis is still in there. Somebody's going to need a backup quarterback. I I don't know, but he he will be my next pick. He would have been my first pick if it wasn't a quilt class over Kenny Pickett. I would have definitely went with him. But you know, that's it's not a quarterback draft. It's, not, it's none of my business. I'm going to let that go. Man, it's, it's a lot of guys. Brees Hall from Iowa State, he is an explosive running back. I wouldn't mind seeing him somewhere around that Saints-Seahawks era. That would be really, really nice fit for him. Rest, the rest of these people, they're, they're kind of... Kenneth Walker, man, for that that's what threw me. I knew I was missing a player. Kenneth Walker not to be in the first round had me flabbergasted. A running back from Michigan State. This man kind of... Hmm, he reminds me of, like, a dominant old Devontae Freeman. Mm. Like, that man is going to run right through you and carry you about 30 yards. Him not to be snatched up was kind of like, ah, you got Kyler Gordon, who's still in it. Sam Howell isn't a bad quarterback from North Carolina. George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia. You got a lot of these players, but those are actually kind of, those are kind of my top, top five or six people I've named. After that, have at it. <laughs> Got you. Everybody have at it. That's all I got. I would love, I would love, love, love to see some HCU players pull. But like I said, those are your next top picks that you should really, really be looking out for in this second drive. Who is going first today at seven o'clock? I know this is not a promo. Please um sponsor us NFL Network. But like oh, that'd be great. at 7 p.m. <laughs> see if any of my picks get in there. At, 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 the, at this point, like you need Apple TV Plus to sponsor us, man. At this point, man, we're to get the Sunday ticket. We we ain't gonna talk about that now. That's a whole different conversation. Uh, but <laughs> one, I have one last question before we get to basketball. I got I got to ask this. So we know that the NFL has an optics problem when it comes to racial issues, and we yeah. know the fans have a problem when it comes to racial issues as well. Some of these fans they just can't take it. Oh my god, get you get man, get this racism off my screen. Oh my god, I just want to just get away from the world and watch the game. But yeah, but black people still go through it. You 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 can go to your little fantasy world and not do a racism. We still got to deal with it. So that's so so that this is so funny when when you hear people say that. But you saw that the NFL has really been investing. They did an NFL HBCU combine. You saw a lot of scouts. They they were good. They were going to FAMU. They were going to Jackson State, of course, with Deion Sanders there. Like you, you saw, you know, ABC, you know, and ESPN, like they really invested in these HBCU games and they just had Jackson State spring football game with ESPNU. So it seems like a very concerted effort to get HBCUs out there. And we know the NFL has an optics problem and there was no HBCU player that was drafted last year. Now, there were some that were signed in free agency, but there were none that were drafted. But now Deion Sanders is at Jackson State, Coach Prime. Do you think that an HBCU player gets drafted, not not today, but just in general, at the very least for optics? Or do you think, hey, it's just going to go down to who do we need? 
I think for optics, you have to. And it's a sad reason that it's only for optics, but it's it's going to it's gonna be just to satisfy us. You know, it's always that thing that to satisfy minorities or people of color, not just in general, the African-American community, but anybody Indian or Hispanic or whatever. Let's just do something for them. Let's dedicate a day. Let's <laughs> hire somebody out of diversity. Let's do this just to make them happy. And that shouldn't be. Literally, the players that I just named, including your plus one player, are better than half the picks that are in here. Mm. So for you not to see that and just think because HBCU programs, oh, they probably not to date. They don't have the best coaching. They don't have the best equipment. Don't let us fool you. Yeah. Let me tell you, it, especially Black people, we have a long lifespan. We're going to work hard <laughs> to the day we die. We is not going out sad. Don't let these players fool you. They will play for you. They will be loyal to you. They want a chance. Just give them a chance. Yeah. Just show them that we are capable, that you actually want to choose us. That's all we need. Optics or not. It's sad that it's optics. If you choose them, it's going to bring momentum. But you have to, man, because you know we're going to have something to say about it. Like, you're going to host a whole combine with HBCU players. You're going to hype us up and put us on ESPN, ESPNU. You're going to talk all that news and all that junk, but not pick us? We're going to have some problems. You're like I know they don't want another year where it says all around the stadium and racism, you can't end it if you just add us in there. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I mean, you won't fully end it, but economic opportunity is is the perfect way to come at it. So you get you get you give some HBCU players some economic opportunity, maybe some donations to some HBCUs, some scholarships maybe. That'll be really great. All right, but what I will say before we move to the NBA is that when Travis Hunter goes, goes up for that draft, oh, it's going to be really interesting. I just want to just say that. Because y'all was flexing on my boy. <laughs> I don't know if y'all I don't know if they saw that spring game. We're not gonna talk about it that that, that much because like I said we don't have that the time. Yo <laughs> boy with that boy that man y'all y'all better stop playing with me. Y'all we gonna have to put a little sound warning at the end. Sound warning, you know, yelling and screaming, you man, know. Y'all 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 gonna stop playing with Travis Hunter. Like, wait, wait, he he better be the next number one HBCU drafted player. Y'all, y'all drafting all these defensive players. I, that that boy tough. Man, listen. All right. All right. Y'all, y'all, y'all keep playing. All right. And anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right. Yeah, so that, that was the draft. You know, I saw a tweet from one of the NBA guys, and he said, y'all are really watching the NFL draft over the playoffs? And you know, for the first time, Ario, I can't even say anything. Because I because I'm not going to I did turn. I turned off. The Suns, the Suns and the Pelicans, just to see about the the, the draft. I, I'm I'm changing. I'm I'm evolving into into to a better to, to a better man at this point. Like yeah. <laughs> honestly, I was about to turn off the draft to watch the playoffs. Like after after Kyle left, I was like, listen, everybody else don't matter. And then you know the Chiefs traded up. Everybody was trading up to try to get these really amazing players. It got boring. I was like, damn, let me just flip the Randall side <laughs> for a quick second. We, we was about to flip on each other. It was a good it was a, a good game though. So I, like you 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 in playoffs mode. I'm in playoffs mode just a little bit. Just a bit. You know, I, I'm trying. Trust me, I'm I'm trying to find it in my heart to become a basketball fan. I really am. I, it's just hard. It's really hard. So so I so I guess we we talk we talking about basketball next, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, we're going to go ahead and talk about basketball next in part two. So stay tuned for that. I'm super excited because I got to get into the playoffs. We got to talk about playoffs with you. You got a whole lot coming against us our way. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, is that the playoff first round isn't over because tonight as we record this, the Timberwolves play the Grizzlies in game six. We do not know what, what will happen, but the Timberwolves very well could win game six and go to a game seven. So when you listen to that episode, remember that we recorded that on Friday. So don't don't look at us like we crazy, all right? But we tried to make contingencies for that, all right? But Aria, where, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at double underscore dot martyr day Ari, or on Twitter where you can put me in the hot seat at screenery underscore underscore. And listen, you can follow Pulse Radio 100 on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok, and also just Pulse Radio on YouTube. But outside of that, we'll see you in part two. We talk about the NBA, and now I'm not alone. It's crazy. It feels like I was, feels like I was talking to my imaginary friends at first. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> so now I, <laughs> we got so I got, got somebody to talk to now. It's, it's amazing, man. We talk about basketball part two. Make sure to listen to that. You're listening to Pulse Radio.